Hi everybody, this is Oscar Delavia Jr. Today's date is 7, Thursday, December 2017. This is episode number 10 for me, so pretty exciting. I'm 10 episodes in now, so uh, let me start off with some thank yous for all of that. Um, let's see, starting off with Real Talk on Anchor uh, for favoriting my station. Um, Avi, Avi the uh, Ask Avi, the our tech guy, our resident tech person on Anchor Anchor Nation here. Uh, thanks so much. I had a couple questions regarding uploading uploading our segments. I actually had a pretty awful experience yesterday. I thought I had a pretty cool episode um, recorded and ready to go, and then for some reason I was in a somewhat of a dead zone in terms of the internet sphere and cell phone tower region within within california so um had a scare there so i I lost an episode had to re-record it uh and then the last thank you is to anchor because so this is my 10th episode and i was now setting it up to create a podcast so now it's ready for google play so i'm thanking the anchor team for for setting that up for me that's really exciting but today's topic is, uh, you know, I was tasked at work uh, by someone fairly influential within within my work. I was tasked to come up with a list of classic cocktails within the era of the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s. So this is a topic. I think it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoy classic cocktails. I may have mentioned in earlier episodes that the Negroni is by far my favorite. However, as I did some research, I noticed that the Negroni was not really prevalent in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. So that's a little sad for me. Um, however, I did come up with a couple other pretty neat uh, cocktails from that era. Uh, let's start off with, uh, let's see, some just to name a few actually. Let's start off with right at the top. I realized that there was quite a bit of gin in that time. Um, but just looking at some of some of the options here, gin was really huge within the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Probably going to do some more research as to why that is. Um, I'm pretty pretty intrigued by that. So first first up, uh, this is in no real order of importance or, or favorites or anything. We just did a little bit of research on Google. Uh, French 75 is is one that that came up. Uh, some of the primary primary flavors here are gin, simple syrup, champagne, brut preferred, brut meaning that it's going to be on the drier side of, of champagne within that spectrum, and a little bit of lemon. Uh, next one, which I really enjoy. However, reading through some of the recipes, I realize I've never had it in its actual classic form. Uh, An Aviation uh, is another gin cocktail, but this one has some maraschino liqueur, some lemon juice, and here's here's the ingredient that, that I've never actually tasted it with. It's creme de violette, which I think was pretty interesting. So I guess the classic cocktail had uh, a liqueur made from violets, so the actual flower. So that, I'm curious. I already knew that it was a floral cocktail to begin, very floral and light. But I'm curious about the aspect of the creme de violette. Next up is the Vesper. Actually, this was made famous by the series of books what's it called the 007 series of books all right so mr bond james bond uh, within some of the chapters you can you can read apparently uh, at least the rumors have it on 
on the uh, Google Sphere that within the chapters of, of 007, you can find him asking for something similar to a, a martini. I mean, the, the movies made the martini famous, but what he ordered apparently in the books were a blend of gin, vodka, and lele. So those are the primary ingredients of the Vesper cocktail. Next up, we've got Tom Collins, yet another gin-based cocktail. So again, so many, so many cocktails within that era that was, that were made with gin. These are pretty. I mean, you've probably been into the grocery store and seen really simple Tom Collins mixes. So uh, this is actually pretty simple. So it's some gin, some lemon or lime, and sweet and sour mix, and some club soda. Add a slice of orange. Call it a day. Next cocktail from the 40s, 50s, and 60s era is the Sidecar. All right, this is not a gin-based cocktail. However, this is a whiskey cocktail. So this is uh, Crown Royal, all right? Some uh, blended Canadian whiskey with a little bit of sweet and sour mix, triple sec, and a wedge of lime. Again, really simple and classic. That's why these, these are actually pretty timeless, and you'll see that. I mean, great cocktail bars now and within New York, Chicago, and, and San Francisco make these classics, and, you know, they're timeless. Next, we've got, let's see, Pina Colada. Wow, look at that. That was actually fairly popular. It's actually invented in Puerto Rico, so that's, that's pretty famous. But some spiced rum, coconut milk, pineapple chunks, a little bit of pineapple juice, throw in some ice, pop it all in a blender, blitz it up, and then pour it in a beautiful fluted glass, if you will. And if you want to have some fun, add a little little umbrella and two maraschino cherries. Have some fun. Next up, we've got the Manhattan. Still a timeless, really timeless classic cocktail. Really simple, too. You've got some bourbon, some sweet vermouth, and maraschino cherry juice. So that's a, that's that's a definitely easy one to make if you have a home bar. The White Russian, I've never really been intrigued by this, but uh, let me know your thoughts on on this classic. Um, apparently, this was this was pretty big in those days, and you know it's um, some coffee liqueur or uh, Kahlua if you have any at the bar, some vodka and some heavy cream. I've never really been a fan. I feel like this was always pretty sweet because of that coffee liqueur, but. Apparently it's popular. Now this is one, this next one is one that I've never really heard of. And I was actually intrigued by the ingredients too. Um, it's called the pink squirrel. I've never had one, but it seems pretty rich and sweet also, similar to the white Russian. So it has three ingredients, really simple. Creme de Nayo. Um, this, I had a look up. I had no idea what it was, but it's a distilled liqueur from apricot and cherry pit kernels if you've ever had um any other let's see i'm trying to think what the other liqueurs guys were um that are made from pits also um but they're really nutty in flavor and aromatic and lots of botanicals so um i imagine it's similar to one of those um, the other one is the other ingredient in this cocktail was white creme de cacao and then the last ingredient is heavy cream. So this sort of seems very eggnoggy to me because you can also garnish it with uh, some grated nutmeg. So I think that might be intriguing. I don't know, maybe I'll try it at some bar, but I'm, I think I'm gonna be hard pressed finding a, a cocktail bar that has creme de noyau and white cream de cacao. And 
yeah, that's a little strange. Um, and then just looking at a list of some really other popular cocktails from that era, we've had, I mean, the old fashioned is always good. Uh, and I mentioned gin too. So we've got the gin Ricky. That was one that came up also. Uh, the Ramos Fizz. Um, a couple funky ones were the Blue Shot, which is somewhat similar to a Bloody Mary. Bay Breeze, that's still, that's still used. I feel Bay Breeze is so popular in country clubs and in yacht clubs that that's still going, unfortunately. Another really funky one is the Blue Hawaii. That had blue curacao in it, so you can imagine yourself with this enormous glass drinking a blue drink. Uh, I don't know why that was popular back then, but um, I think I'll leave that off the list for... For my for my homework if you will um those are really it um let's see what else do i got i think that's all i got on on this list of of classic cocktails of the 40s 50s and 60s um but i'd want to let you guys that coming up i have uh, pretty cool content coming up so um keep up keep up with me because i've got a really amazing interview uh i'm actually going to be interviewed by the craft all right the craft by jd he's another uh anchor station member here so look look him up also favorite his station listen to his content and i also had a really fantastic um, chance to go up to a beautiful winery in northern california called continuum it is made by this was made by uh, members of a wine dynasty here in in the Napa Valley, and it's the Mondavi family. So at this point, um, Robert Mondavi, he has passed away, um, but he was integral in putting the Napa Valley on a map in terms of wine. Um, and he created a fantastic uh, winery here in the valley called uh, obviously uh, Robert Mondavi, but another one that he did with the collaboration of the uh, Rothschild family was Opus One. So those two uh, fantastic wines, benchmarks within within our valley, um, was created by the Robert Mondavi family, um, but now it's another generation. So it's Tim Mondavi, uh, that was his son, or that is his son, pardon me. He, um, he has continued on. Hence, Continuum has continued on the legacy of the family by creating Continuum, located in a really beautiful area um, called uh, Pritchard Hill. So I was able to go up there with a, a group of my colleagues and and uh, I, I recorded some stuff. So I'm going to piece this audio together and make it really cool for Anchor, and then uh, I'll share it with you guys. All right. But again, these were my thoughts on hospitality. Please let me know your thoughts. On social media, you can find me, The Usual Suspects, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. What else am I missing? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, and Anchor, of course. At It's Oscars. I-T-S-O-S-C-A-R-S. Cheers. <laughs>